Hello, and uh, welcome to our first Zoom with Zarni. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us here tonight. Today is Thursday, May 21st, but this probably won't be posted online until uh, tomorrow on Friday, May 22nd. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I started doing these Zoom calls um, about, you know, two months ago, a month ago, when everybody else was starting to do a ton of Zoom calls. I've been doing them all along for the last couple of years, but um, all of us are looking for ways to connect with each other while campaigning has changed. We're not uh, able to go door to door. We're not able to go. I uh, love to go to community meetings and talk about and educate people about how to vote and, and what the process is, but these community meetings aren't happening and they're all happening online. So that, you know, I've done these commissioners in the cars for a couple of years, these Facebook live videos. Uh, but I wanted to, something to be a little bit different format. I wanted to do a monthly or a weekly thing uh, where I've been very lucky uh, in my work um, at the Onondaga County Elections uh, Board to meet with many different activists and, of course, many different candidates and campaigns. And so I wanted to try to have a, uh, um, a forum here for candidates and campaigns to... Uh, be able to come on and talk to people and continue to, uh, camp, you know, reach the public. And so uh, United Democrats, uh, you know, and, and myself uh, decided to do this uh, forum and, um, you know, in, in just a, a brief thing, uh, United Democrats of Onondaga County is sponsoring this, sponsoring this, nobody has any money, but it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hosted by them. And so we don't take part in primaries as the United Democrats. And I definitely don't take part in primaries because I'm uh, running the election. Uh, but so while uh, we'll be talking about New York 24 today and the importance of it, there is a, a primary going on between Francis Canole and Dana Balter and uh, uh, Emma, who's our guest from DCCC and myself, we're both neutral. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, when we get into the question and answer phase of this, um, I ask that you uh, try to refrain from, uh, you know, asking us uh, who we are supporting because we're not going to tell you. Uh, and also because, uh, uh, you know, this is really more about taking uh, this seat and making it democratic. And, uh, and, and, and you know, th that's our purpose of this call and why we believe that uh that this uh um you know this seat is so flippable so but uh one of one of the things that i did want to do was just talk about the primary that is coming up here in uh june we have a primary on june 23rd um and uh as you may know that there is uh the congressional primary everybody knows about that but uh there are other primaries that are also uh, the, uh, you know, on, on the, uh, uh, on the ballot here for, uh, elections here in, uh, Onondaga County. And what are they? Well, I'll show you. I'm going to go to our, uh, handy website here at the Board of Elections on, uh, onvote.net. And we have a state and, uh, local primary candidate list right on the board. Uh, we have the, uh, you know, uh, the representatives in Congress, Francis Canole and Dana Bolter. There's also a city of Syracuse Democratic primary between Shadi Atadros, Ted Limford, Jason Ziegler, Felicia Pitts-Davis, Jeff Lebo. 
some of you may be wondering, hey, Jason Ziegler, isn't he the Republican candidate? Well, yes, he is. But he also passed petitions and uh, won a court case to get back on the ballot line for the Democratic line as well. Uh, that is allowed under our electoral system uh, in New York. And uh, so he's running uh, as a Republican, but he's running to get the Democratic line as well in the city court judge race. And of course, we got a county committee uh, in the 17th uh, Ward for District 14 for uh, county committee. Only one of those this year. There's a Republican primary uh, for uh, the members of the assembly for Dan, Dan Fitzpatrick and John Lemonese. Uh, they're, they're running to replace Gary Finch. We have a great Democratic candidate down there named Dia uh, Carabajal, and she is uh, running unopposed. So she will face off against the winner of this primary. Then we have a couple of uh, uh, primaries in the Conservative Party, the Onondaga County Family Court primary between uh, Republican uh, Salvatore Pavone and Paula Ango and Democrat Julie Sirio. The three of them are running for the Conservative Party nod. The top two will get that line for the general election. And then the Independence Party primary, you saw a state committee primary for conservatives as well. Um, and uh, Independence Party primary, we have a primary uh, for family court between uh, Democrats, um, Julie Asirio and Christine DeJoseph and Republicans, Paula Engel and Salvador Pavone. And then in city court, uh, uh, we have a primary on the independence line for Jason Ziegler, Ted Limpert, and Jeff Lebo. As you can see, the judges like the primary because they can get these uh, minor party lines for the Republican line and they do not need to ask party permission and that's why they can do that. There's also a SAN party state committee primary. Um, all nine registered voters in the SAN party in Onondaga County can take part in this primary. Uh, but uh, uh, so if, if you're one of those nine, you're one of the lucky few. Uh, so that is our uh, website. And I have to do a little shout out about our website here at the Board of Elections. Um, if you have not gone and gotten your absentee ballot, you can go right to the absentee ballot page and uh, download forms and email absentee ballot applications in. Uh, we have gotten over 10,000 applications as of today. We got 5,000 today uh, because we mailed out applications to every voter in Onondaga County that is eligible to do a primary. Most of them are Democrats um, because we have the Democratic presidential primary as well going on and as well as New York 24. So about 130,000 of those are Democrats that got uh, applications and they started coming back today into our office. So we're at about 10,000 applications already uh, and 5,000 that came back today. So we're gonna be very busy over the next few days here in Onondaga County. So um, that's what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of uh, races this year. Uh, Important deadlines are next Friday, May 29th, is the voting registration deadline. Again, you can go to our website at onvote.net and take a look and uh, get uh, registration forms uh, if you'd like if you'd like to join to register uh, before Friday or update your address or something like that. Uh, and uh, also, absentee ballot applications must be postmarked by June 16th. Although, I, as I told you, the numbers that have already started to come in, do not wait. Get that application in now. Uh, give us time to mail that ballot out to you. And, uh, and then the ballots have to be postmarked by June 22nd. 
And on June 13th is early voting. Yes, we will have early voting and in-person voting uh, this year in Onondaga County. June 13th, um, we have, uh, again, if you go to our, our website, I'll throw it back up here. Uh, if you go to our website, if you go to the early voting uh, page, uh, you can see that we have um, all of our early voting information, all of our sites and hours right here. Uh, and uh, we have six sites in Onondaga County that will be open, mostly from 10 to 3 on the weekends and 10 to 6 on the weekdays, and a couple of weekdays that were open from 12 to 8. Those will be open, uh, uh, you know, for early voting. And then on election day itself, we will be open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., first time in Onondaga County being open that long on a primary. That's part of the changes this year. Uh, so there are numerous opportunities for you to vote uh, and take part in this election. And one of those uh, elections that is coming up is the Democratic race for New York 24 uh, between Dana Balter and Francis Canole. Uh, and this is uh, one of the top races in the country. And I'm going to bring on Emma now. I'm going to unmute you, Emma. Oh. Hey, Emma. How hey. are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's no lovely to see everyone's faces. Hopefully we'll be able to reconnect soon in person at a socially distanced length. But uh, thanks for having me. So Emma, you're from the DCCC. And uh, people are probably wondering, well, if the DCCC is neutral, what are you doing here in New York 24? And, 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 and why are you here? Uh, so yeah. um, why don't you let us know why uh, New York 24 is such a highly targeted race for the DCCC that they're setting a staff for here, even though we don't have an official candidate yet. Absolutely. So um, I've been with the DCCC, which stands for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, for a year now. Um, it's super exciting uh, to say that I've been employed for a year, considering <laughs> um, I graduated college literally a year ago um, this month. So basically, I am here uh, not to get involved with the race, but to make sure that people are informed um, about the race and ultimately to flip the seat. Um, so the reason why the DCCC sent me here was because John Katko, our current Republic, Republican incumbent, um, is one of the last Republicans who is in a seat that uh, Hillary one, so Hillary in uh, 2016 won New York 24, um, but John Katko was able to keep his seat. So I think there are two other districts in the United States um, that are in our similar situation. Um, so my job is to get him out or to help get him out. Um, so this is done through a variety of ways. Obviously, stuff has changed um, in this new pandemic era that we're all living through. Um, so anything that would have been done in person, I've tried to transfer a lot of that uh, into virtual events. Sometimes it's been successful, sometimes it had, hasn't been. So prior to going into the pandemic, I was doing a lot of voter registration and just connecting with constituents one-on-one -on -one by having one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, additionally, just attending a bunch of events, making sure that people knew, you know, the DCCC is not here to step on people's toes. It's here to be a conduit between the decision making that's happening in Washington and also the conversations that are happening on the ground. Um, so post in this, you know, new pandemic world that we're living in, um, my job has shifted to a lot of virtual events. 
So I do more community building. Um, so this is my third voter education webinar that I've participated in slash co-hosted with you, Dustin, and it's been really fun every time. Um, additionally, I do stuff like a community read. So it's basically a book club where every week we pick a different article and talk about it. Um, and then I also have virtual open hours in addition to continuing my one-on-ones. So Emma, uh, where are you from? Uh, are you, you're, I, we're, I think people want to know, uh, you know, that you're not just a, a local person that is that is coming in. You're, you're the DCCC is spending resources to bring a staffer in. Uh, you know, one of our, you know, one of their their top staffers. And where are you from? Yeah, so originally I'm from outside of Boston, which is actually where I've been quarantining right now. Um, I do come back on Monday after uh, Memorial Day, so I'm super excited to be back in district. Um, I went to school in central Pennsylvania at a small liberal arts college called Dickinson, and about a month after graduation, I moved up and started working for the D-Trip. So I actually have never spent time uh, in Washington working at headquarters. Um, I got this field manager position, and it's actually pretty miraculous to have a job that is within the campaign stratosphere for as long as I've had. Um, people move through pretty quickly, so it's exciting to, you know, have this role progress. Um, basically, what will happen is post-primary, I stick around. I don't go anywhere, um, and I join whichever campaign wins that primary and make sure that we see this through. And that's, you know, that's great because that's, you know, me too, by the way. <laughs> you know, I have to stay neutral uh, through the primary. Oh, I don't have to, but that is my um, that's my ideology as an elections commissioner. I could be partisan if I wanted to. There's nothing in the law that keeps me from doing it. But I feel it's more important for people on the outside um, to be on the outside. I, I want to run a fair and, and good election. But it's important for people like yourself and others who are neutral to come in afterwards and say, this is the winner. Uh, whoever is the winner, our job is to beat John Kako uh, yeah. or whatever Republican. Uh, and uh, so uh, I'm very glad that DCCC uh, is, 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 has taken that stance as well. Um, now, uh, Emma, talk, talk about New York 24. Uh, yeah. you, you said that it's one of the few Hillary districts that mm -hmm. is still being represented by a Republican. Um, what's the demographics like in New York 24? Yeah, so coming from central Pennsylvania, I was surprised by how almost similar, um, my district where I went to school and New York 24 are, right? Because we have a substantial urban center, but then it's 50% rural. So we have a lot of different um, lifestyles and just characteristics that we have to balance when we're taking into consideration, you know, how we're going to beat John Kako. Um, something that's really important to consider is there are a lot of commonalities that might go unrecognized between someone who's living out in Oswego or Wayne County and someone who's living in downtown Syracuse. Um, the more we can focus on the issues that unite us, I think is incredibly important because that way, when it comes to whoever wins the primary, we can rally around that person, no matter if we're Team Dana or Team Francis, and say, look, this is a winnable district. We came really close last time, and we're going to do it this, this time. So finding those things that unite us, I think, is what's going to push us over the edge. So that's great. Uh, and <laughs> now, uh, I mean, this district is pretty even in terms of registration, although Democrats have been gaining. Um, yep. And uh, I believe they're up by 13,000 or something at the last time I saw or, uh, you know, so 
Democrats have an edge in the district, although that mm-hmm. has not always been the case in this district. In fact, I think people like myself who've been around for 20 years or so remember a district that was pretty Republican uh, and represented by a Republican for a long time and then switched over to Dan Maffei and back and back and forth with Dan. <laughs> and then uh, and then until John Katko uh, beat him uh, now six years ago. So, uh, yes. Uh, and um, so what, you know, Though Democrats have an edge in the registration, um, what are the keys to winning this district? Yeah, so I would say turnout is going to be key, and that's a really simple thing to say. Um, but we need to make sure that people, whether it's you know an independent in Wayne County or a low turnout Democrat in Syracuse, they're treated with equal value. Every vote counts. Um, It doesn't matter where they're located because we know that if we can get a substantial push in Syracuse, that's awesome. But we also wanna make sure that we're including the folks who are in rural districts who feel excluded from the voting process, just like someone in Syracuse might. Um, So turnout is gonna be incredibly important. Additionally, you know, we're gonna have to change the way that we go door to door this year. don't know what's that what that is going to look like. I don't think anyone at this point knows what it's going to look like. So basically a whole field program is going to have to involve a lot of digital contact, a lot of phone, uh, phone banking, and then additionally text banking. So just picking up your phone, texting a friend and being like, hey, did you send in your absentee ballot application? And then a follow-up, did you send in your absentee ballot? Um, making sure that we're connecting with as many people as possible. And luckily there are a lot of tools that make it easier for us to do this. Um, Something that I'm working on right now is a virtual phone bank um, to call folks uh, within the district and say, hey, did you get your absentee ballot? Do you have any questions? And making sure that there's some type of accountability because we might not be getting the face-to-face this this cycle. So, And and that was leading me right into my next question. You're making it very easy for me. Um, uh, The the very nature of campaigning is changing with the COVID-19 pandemic. And you talked a little bit about absentee ballots. And believe me, I know all about that uh, right now. Uh, uh, But uh, a lot of these changes that we see um, in New York anyways are only for the primary. They haven't been all implemented for the general. So um, what, you know, if some of these changes don't get implemented, how do you feel campaigns are going to have to deal with uh, COVID-19 with people that, um, you know, the possibility of a second wave of uh, infections is in the fall. So what is DCCC doing? I I know there's some national strategies around this. and, And what do you hope to bring to New York 24? Absolutely. So from a field perspective, I can say that, you know, we're already talking about what will this look like come, I mean, we can talk about the summer, but I think, you know, GOTV, get out the vote in October is going to, you know, be radically different, or there's the potential that it's going to be very different. Um, So it's making sure that the base that of voters that you know I've built or you know other groups around the district have already established that the that we are literally reaching beyond them to make sure that people are up to date and included um, on these changes when and if they do occur. Um, you know I think that we've seen two really strong campaigns who have had to adapt 
um, to the current situation that we're in by hosting virtual events, um, by using social media a lot more, um, by doing phone banks quite early and making sure that they're reaching out to constituents because they know they're not gonna get to knock on those doors, at least for the primary. And in terms of fundraising, that's not something that I really can talk about because that's just not, you know, my area of expertise. Um, but I know that the DCCC is working with, uh, with candidates to find ways to continue to fundraise despite the, you know, challenging economic situation that a lot of us are finding ourselves in. So obviously part of running is going to be running against Katko's record. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's been a congressman for six years. He likes to uh, put up... Uh, a show of bipartisanship, um, yep. and uh, and and I think penetrating that is going to be the uh, biggest thing that uh, you will have to uh, do. And what are some of the things in his record that you're thinking about highlighting, or DCCC believes is important to highlight? Yeah, so I would say first and foremost, um, his vote on the tax plan, um, the 20, 2018 or twenty seventeen. Sorry if I'm missing that. Um, the Republican GOP tax scam, um, where he, you know, touted all of these amazing benefits that would come from it. Um, and we saw this past year that people weren't getting the returns that they were expecting to get. And that really hurt, especially going into a pandemic when people need those returns um, to, to, you know, be able to feed their families um, and keep their businesses up and running. So I would say that is definitely an area where it seems like it's really long ago, but it's still relevant to today because people are still hurting from his bad choices. Um, additionally, I don't know how impeachment will run. Um, you know, that is a hit or miss in our district because we have to accept the fact that we are a purple district. Not everyone thinks the same. Um, two of the four counties in our district voted for Trump. So there's you know, definitely a mix of perspectives and I think that we need to accept that that's okay. Um, but we need to make sure that, you know, this is where turnout comes in, that we're contacting people and make sure that the people that are on our side are going to turn out, not just for the top of the ticket, but all the way down the ballot. Um, and additionally, how he's handled the pandemic. I think that's gonna be definitely an issue that's being you know, talked about in the, in the news right now um, and amongst, you know, within social media groups. Um, he voted against the HEROES Act, the second time, you know, this most recent bill that would have given um, a lot of the benefits that he wanted, but he made up some really lame excuses for why he voted against it. And within his, you know, paragraph reasoning of why he voted against it, he acknowledged its strengths. He acknowledged that there were lots of things he liked about it, um, but then said something about the extremist left base. And that's just not where we're at today. Um, that language I don't think flies in central New York because of the diversity of our population, because people know that it's essentially a sham and that you can't say that you're bipartisan and then go bash the people that you're supposedly working with. Well, that's great. Now, I think, uh... I want to, you know, we have about 14, 15 people on, so I want to mm -hmm. give them a chance to ask some questions. So um, how this is going to work is, uh, by the way, there's some great compliments for you in the chat there, Emma, talking about how wonderful you've been to work with here in Central New York and, uh, uh, you know, some people that, are, you know, have gotten to know you already. But I'm going to unmute everybody that's in the chat and, uh, you know, and if you want to ask a question, just introduce yourself and ask the question. Uh, if you have some background noise, feel free to mute yourself. 
Uh, that way we can kind of keep it free. So, all right, here we go. Everybody's unmuted. Who would like to ask a question of either Emma or myself? Anybody? Uh, all right, well. Uh, uh, can I ask a, can I ask a question? Is there still yes, time? Go ahead. Hi. Um, have any studies been made of what might be effective means of uh, reaching out, particularly to independents? I know it might be premature, but beyond the primary, have any studies been done of what might be effective ways for folks to be able to uh, get involved in, camp, in the campaign of whoever uh, wins the primary? I'm not sure I'm articulating that quite as well as I'd like to, but hopefully uh, you under understand what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, so, oh, Dustin, you can go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, you, you. Um, so I think that I heard two questions, so please correct me if um, I'm misunderstanding. So the first question was, how do we reach out to, to independents? And that's a really great question. Um, so basically for primaries, what happens is we're targeting only the people um, that can vote in the primary, right? Because um, New York State has closed primaries, so only Democrats or, you know, people that have that primary will be able to vote. So moving on from that, um, basically the ways that any campaign would run um, is by expanding the base when we're making calls, when we're going door to door, um, and when we're doing texting. So there's a great app called Outvote that a lot of campaigns use, and that's peer-to-peer -peer texting or relational texting. So you pick up your phone, you open this app, and you're able to contact people. And basically, there's an algorithm um, through a, I don't know, a system called a Voter Action Network, which is, in short is VAN. So a lot of you might know that if you've um, gone door-to-door -door canvassing, you'll download the minivan app, um, and you can basically expand the population of people that you're talking to. So post-primary, we'll expand that to say, okay, we're going to target um, low turnout Dems, Dems in general, as well as independents, um, or sometimes just un, uh, no registration listed. Um, and even some moderate Republicans. In our district, there are a lot of moderate Republicans who are you know, feeling frustrated by how CACO is acting, so we can include them as well. Um, the additional, oh, sorry, I think I forgot the second part of your question. That, did that answer that for you? Thanks, yeah, that's helpful. Uh, I, I do think that it's really important to reach out to independents uh, as well as, you know, the low, uh, the low turnout Dems. Uh, that really uh, would be a spot where we could help get us over that, uh, that, uh, small uh, deficit we had last time. It'd be really amazing if we could do this. And uh, you're doing a great job. Thanks. We really appreciate everything you've done. Thank you. All right. Anybody else would like to ask a question of Emma? Anybody? Okay. Well, you know what? I got, I got a, a, a quick question I just thought of. Um, uh, I think Emma, uh, uh, Liza was waving her hand. Oh, oh yeah. Liza. Yeah, Liza. Hi. I just had, I just, I kind of, this is kind of a shop question, um, Emma, but I know like people who have organized, people who have volunteered for campaigns, we're always like phone banking and going through the list. And mm -hmm. I don't know text banking is kind of the gold standard, but I just wondered, um, just curious, like now that everybody's kind of shut in at home, does that change the number of people who pick up the phone and are willing to like chat and have a conversation with you? Have you um, noticed a difference in that? Yeah, so 
I can I can speak for um, my virtual float meetings because I haven't been running them. I'm trying to put them in place. Um, but the people that I know in other districts have actually had a really good response. So people are picking up the phone um, more now than they have been in the past. I don't know if it's because they're bored um, or just because they want someone to talk to. Um, but people have had way more success than I think anyone was expecting. Um, because usually when a campaign calls, it's like, you know, what's going on? Okay, no, I don't want to donate money. Um, but what a lot of campaigns are doing right now are actually just checking calls and saying, hey, how are you? Do you need anything? What can I get for you? And those have been really successful because there's not really a hard ask. There might be like, do you want to volunteer for us at the end? Um, so there's more to it. And I think people are really enjoying just having that contact. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's funny, like, and by the way, shout out to Liza, who's with the uh, New York uh, Dems Leadership Council. She's going to be my guest next week. So uh, I'm really happy about that. But it is funny how, you know, for so many years, we've been training ourselves to get away from phone banks, mm -hmm. to go with more door-to-door -door contacts. Um, and, 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 and mainly because of this, because of the cell phone, uh, oh, you can't see that with my screen, but it, it's there. Uh, but uh, because of the cell phone, um, you know, more numbers were no good and, and people weren't picking up phones. So, but now with door to door being kind of questionable in, in the near future, uh, maybe long term for the entire campaign, it is another sea change. And we don't know, really know how to contact voters if they're not picking up their phones and we can't go door to door is it only direct mail? Is it only TV? Is it only, um, you know, right the, you know, these expensive things, uh, but what can volunteers do? Emma? Yeah. So I think the, the main focus right now is if you're, you know, working with a campaign, continue to work with them. Um, but I would say post primary, if your candidate doesn't win, that's, you know, it's never fun. Right. But we have to remember that the goal is to get John Katko out of office and we're going to do it. Um, so what I'm doing right now is just community building, keeping in touch with people, making sure um, that everyone is, you know, okay and checking in. Um, when the virtual phone bank that I'm starting eventually starts up, it'll either be next week or the week after. I'm happy to um, let y'all know. I drop my email in the chat so please feel free to contact me um i'll probably follow up with each of you just to see you know how you're doing on an individual level um so that's kind of new york 24 in a bubble there are other districts where you can you know get involved and phone bank but i would say you know let's keep going in this district we're on a really good path um and the primary is basically a month away so it'll go by faster than we all think uh, all right any other questions Uh, well, you know, Emma, this has been great. Thank you for uh, being my, uh, uh, Jala, did you have something? Uh, just very quickly. Um, Emma, please. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, just quickly, um, in terms of like materials or collateral that's, that could be picked up, um, like for example, my daughter is going to be doing some distribution of food and things like that in the Muslim community. So if there's a place that I could be directed to to pick up like 200 of materials to be distributed to the, to the community, that would be great. 
I would connect with Onondaga Votes. They're doing really great work right now. Um, they have flyers printed that they're dropping off at schools. And I believe that they're handing them out to the folks that are picking up meals. Their work is predominantly focused on the South Side um, because that's where they're based and where they wanted to, to keep their focus. Um, but I can definitely connect you with them because I'm sure that they would love to have their materials distributed their materials distributed, excuse me, on like a wider level. Um, but I don't know if they have like the capacity to do that. So I'll get you in touch with them. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, and sure. of course, Sajala, if you need like registration forms or uh, absentee ballot forms, you know me, come on down to the Board of Elections. You can get, you can pick up packets down there. You just got to sign them out and we'd be happy to give them to you and then you can turn them back in. Um, all right, well, is there um, any other questions? Anybody else have something? Yes, uh, Pat Baker. Patricia Pat. Hi. Um, as far as um, text banking goes, I once had a bad experience doing that because somebody got my cell phone number. Now, okay. when you're doing it um, the way you're talking about, um, how does that work and do people get your cell phone number? Yeah, so at least with peer-to-peer -peer texting, you're only using your contact list. Um, okay. There may be other forms of texting where like you're getting people you don't know. Um, yeah. That's not really the program that I would run with the peer-to-peer -peer texting. Um, okay. There are some other ones where you can like expand essentially the universe. Um, but for a lot of campaigns, that's not the focus. It's making sure that, you know, there's someone who has, I don't know, 500 contacts and you're just checking in and following up with them. Okay. Great. All right. Any other questions? I would just, as like a final closeout, oh, um, definitely just want to like thank Dustin for having me and also the resources that the Onondaga BOE has on its website are phenomenal. Um, I'm working on a resource sheet, but it has to get approved um, by the legal team at the DCCC, but it essentially has all of the information that's on the Onondaga BOE website. So make sure that you're sharing that on social, retweeting it, um, you know, just getting the word out there and try to get it on like beyond just our universe like it's really easy for us to like all hop on zoom but where 13 people and us as 13 have like i don't know a thousand friends um and so by expanding that universe we're going to be able to get to people who wouldn't necessarily be automatically plugged in or connected or might even feel disenfranchised and like have a few questions and we'll be able to answer them or we can connect them with the folks that will be able to answer them. So Jala, you had something else? Uh, yeah, I may have missed it and it was already discussed, but um, I know that for some people, their voting location has changed. Like I know ours was Toomey and that won't be anymore. Is there gonna be a, a direct place to, to kind of ask people where to find that information? Yeah, that, so I'll, I'll handle that. That's not gonna be on our website. It's already on our website uh, where your new polling location is. Uh, I'm sorry. I. Off the top of my head, I don't remember where Toomey moved to, uh, but uh, I believe it's up in SU Huntington Hall. Um, and this is for the June election. We had about 24 polling places that were either nursing homes or, um, or, or senior housing facilities that we felt it was not wise to hold in-person voting locations in them. Many of those buildings are locked down and they're still going to be some of the last buildings to open. They're in phase five, six, whatever, of opening. So we felt it was best to try to get to locations as, as uh, close as possible. 
Um, and so Toomey's going to be at SU Huntington Hall. Um, and, and, uh, and all voters in those locations on June 9th will get a first class letter letting them know where they're going. The reason we have to wait till then is we have to wait for the registration cutoff to end. So we have all of our registered voters, people move around and we, we want to make sure they get caught up and they get the right uh, stuff. Also, things are changing on a daily basis. Uh, you know, we get uh, calls from polling places, calls from concerns, and we're watching this COVID crisis pretty uh, closely. So um, we are, uh, you know, so around June 9th, we'll send out the letter. But of course, anybody can vote by absentee. So if, if your polling place is moved to a, a, a location that you don't feel um, is something that you want to go to or is too far for you or something like that, uh, you can do that. Um, you can vote by early vote uh, at the six locations that we have. Uh, throughout the county and uh, you know and then of course you can vote on election day itself so um, those those polling place moves um, are pretty much finalized uh, the the last bit of um, thing that's up in the air is inspectors you know inspectors this week are being contacted and letting them know where they're supposed to work and giving them their final out so to speak of not working and if I have a major inspector shortage, which I knock on wood, not going to have, we're planning for, um, you know, we, we're planning on activating all our inspectors. So if half of them decide that they can't work, we're going to be uh, ready to go. But uh, um, if, uh, uh, you know, if that happens, there might be a polling place or two that I have to consolidate as well. So that's why we're waiting till June 9th. So. Um, Great. Any other questions out there? Anything else? Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you guys so much for doing my first Zoom with Zarni. And I'm glad that we didn't get Zoom bombed this year, this, this time. So this system seemed to have worked. And I'm going to try to do that again next week. We're going to do Liza next Thursday at 530 ahead of the uh, New York Democratic Leaders, uh, Lawyers Council. And, uh, and, and she's going to talk about the great work that they're doing throughout the state. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, by then we'll be talking about voter registration and all of that as well. So uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, and please be safe out there. Wear your mask when you're out in public. Uh, you know, just because it's nice out does not mean that we can, you know, all this hard work that we've done for the last two months, trying to keep each other safe and keep, and keep ourselves safe. Let's not throw it away by being too rash. Let's get out there, follow the guidelines. I think Onondaga County is doing a really good job about this and, and keeping, uh, you know, that's a bipartisan thing. I don't care. Uh, you know, it's about keeping people safe. So I think uh, we're all, you know, we all need to uh, keep that happening. So thank you very much. And uh, remember, get out there, support the candidate you want for Congress or any of these primaries. Get, get behind the winner uh, on June 24th. Thank you very much. You have a good night.